bitch Even though I should and gamble on my time, I don't play with it Yeah, I roll the dice on you, baby I hit a seven, you can swing my way And while you at it, you can get a little taste But you know that's not all I want Them late nights with you ain't enough How does everything change when I say I want you? Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. Let me come a little close. Let me get a little close. Um, and today, today, uh, I'm so glad that we uh, because this is coming out in 2021. I don't know if I told you that all the all the episodes I'm recording and within this week are coming out in 2021. So uh, if you're hearing this, you made it. How are you? Hope you're doing good. You feel me? You made it to the other side. We in the future now, baby. It's lit. <laughs> but today I have with me a very special guest, someone I've been a fan of and certainly a supporter of a lot of things that she's done. Um, and I'm so glad that she's here to talk to me today. I'm so glad she's excited to talk to me today. Yes, me too. Yes, 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 yes. And would you would you say would you is would you go by your full name or would you go by just you know C A D just that. What, what would you say? So, I tell people, Kesia. If yeah. we're just talking, it's just Kesia. Mm-hmm. But if not, Kesia D is like, you know, that's my certified, mm-hmm. set in stone. You related to Issa D? Stage name. No, I wish. Yeah. That's my girl. Distant sister. Yes, yes. Yeah. But no, let's get all the way into it. I really want people to get into who you are. And I know... Because because you said something about the intro, I would love if you help me with this intro a little okay, bit. Okay. Okay. So the way that I came into understanding some of the things that you do within mental health, but more so not even mental health, that was honestly the last thing I discovered about you. Okay. I think well, everything else, everything else was like the lifestyle, the makeup, the the you know the channel and all those different things. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is dope. But it's great to know that this is what you do doing. You know, what I'm saying in the daytime and your free time. And this is something that you're an advocate for. So I would love for you to break down the multiple layers and multifacetedness that you possess. Okay. So I originally started the YouTube channel. It was kind of supposed to be like a lifestyle beauty thing because Mm -hmm. I was kind of on this journey of trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I like doing and what is it that I can help other people do? Mm -hmm. So my followers, I kind of noticed they're always asking like, what lipstick do you wear? What's this? What's this? What do you do? So I'm like, okay, I'll go that route, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But in reality, psychology has always like been my passion. Mm. So... Mental health, once I realized, like, that's what comes the most natural to me. So I should probably go that way Mm. and just incorporate it all into one thing. Because at the end of the day, beauty and lifestyle is all ties into self-care. And it all ties into, you know, wellness anyway. So that's how that came about. Yeah. Yeah. So how how long has your channel been going on? So the channel, I originally, I've had the channel for a while. Funny story. Go ahead. My sister, we made a video mm-hmm. whenever, what was this, like, maybe in 2011, 2010? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It was a long time ago. Yeah. She was sneezing with her eyes open. Okay. Went viral. Ooh. And I gained, like, over 20,000 subscribers from it. Hey. Yeah, so I was like, huh, okay. How could I, you know, flip this, flip this yeah. into my favor? Yeah. Yeah, so that's whenever I decided. So 2019, the beginning of how 2019. How old? 
Is she now? How old was she then? Oh, young. She was like maybe 11 or 12. Damn. Like she was super young. And she always sneezed with her eyes open. I'm like, Caleb, that's crazy. I'm like, trying I'm trying to imagine how that looked. Yeah, so they were saying like, you know, her doing that, it was just wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I never knew that it would go, you know, that far. But yeah, so it did. Came out with the relaunch. Like, okay, I'm going to flip this channel and make it about me. Yeah. The beginning of last year. Yeah. Was it last year? Yeah. You know, this year, 2020 has kind of ran together. Yes. With, with The months have just yeah. ran together. It's just been one big cluster of mess it truly has yes but yeah so i started the channel back then and um i realized like uh, i like talking about what i'm talking about but i wasn't mm. it wasn't more so mental health based mm. back then and it was just kind of hard like i feel like i'm not being authentic yeah. i feel like i'm having to come up with stuff to talk mm. about and it just wasn't you know so yeah so now the plan is now that i've started the wellness thing and mm. i'm really creating that as my brand yeah. and It'll be more of that on the channel now. And I think it all aligns. I think you already pointed to the to the ways that all these things connect to. Yes. And uh, I love that nowadays it seems to be, um, oh no, there's more room. There's more acceptance yes. of these conversations. And um, we need it. You know, yes. we really do. And I, I, I think more than anything, if there, anything's going to be a trend, I'd rather that to be a trend than anything. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to want to call it that, like people flocking to it, people speaking to it, people talking about it, people mm -hmm. speaking, having these buzzwords like anxiety and mental health and and yeah. uh, depression and these types of things. It's like good. I'm it's happy good. about it. I think more people are educating themselves yeah. on what it actually is. And Hell yeah. How important mental health is just as important, if not more important, than your physical body. Yeah. So... Yeah, because yeah, it can affect everything. Yeah, definitely glad it's a trend. Hell yeah. But I, I would love to um, continuously uh, not only break down more of what you do, um, mm -hmm. in terms of directly in the mental health space, what would you say, um, I guess, what what, what what experiences that you've had and what, what are you doing now? Okay, so now, mm -hmm. um, my day job, mm -hmm. I work at a inpatient mental health hospital. Mm -hmm. So I work in crisis. Oof. Yes. Crisis counselor, and I work in intake. So all the people who are ready to go, they're ready to get up out of here. Those people that I talk to, got mm -hmm. to talk them down. A lot of people, um, it, it kind of ranges from anxiety to drug addiction, postpartum, mm -hmm. kind of all over the place. Damn. Yeah, which is kind of, it's heavy, but it's also a really good thing because I feel like I'm getting experience in every area. Yeah. Whenever it comes to talking to these different kind of people, whether it be somebody who's, you know, experiencing anxiety or somebody who's schizophrenic. Yeah. It's, I'm all over the spectrum. So how would you, so how do you... Um... I guess protect your own mind and not to, and not bring anything home. It was difficult at first, but I catch myself now a lot of the time. Sometimes I want to come home and like vent to Raven like, mm -hmm. oh, today was just, but I try not to even do that. Yeah. I immediately get in the car. A lot of the time, sometimes I just have to be silent. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I do a lot of self-care. Yeah. A lot of lavender baths. Hey. A good amount of wine. Go ahead. <laughs> the whole night so mm -hmm. all that I really had to learn that you know that is a job and just have you have to separate it you have yeah. to create boundaries for yourself yeah so and that's deep that's deep I remember saying 
back in the day. <laughs> ooh, I, ooh, this is so sad <laughs> to think about just how the world's so different. Because <laughs> yeah. I was literally about to say back in the days when I was in my car going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been to work all year. Like, I ain't, been to, ain't, ain't went to went work to all work. year. Yeah. Damn near. And I remember saying one time... Um, what I used to do my little ride with Rodney shits on my Dang, on my shit. I used to watch yeah, those. that's what I'm saying. I remember one of those days I said, uh, "Your job is not your personality." Yeah, and I just like had a little rant about that, just like because I really want people to understand like what you decide to do to make money is not exactly who you are. That does not define who you are. You could be the best, whatever the hell, and that doesn't mean that all attributes that people attach to people within those professions. Um, mm-hmm. Is who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I and I think people have to uh, be okay and accept all of that because I mean we see it all the time. It's it's plenty of you know um, engineers or tech folks who be partying the fuck up. They not exactly. docile. They're not introverted. It's a lot of them who are. Yeah, I be in on a desk, literally coding for fucking hours, but also be out yeah. here in these streets. You feel yeah. me? And so it, I always you know feel like that's um, something that we got to be keen on, especially. Yeah. And I'm biased because I'm certainly a person who believes in us having our own control over our time and and destinies overall. Um, especially when you're working for an entity. Yes. Certainly, this shit is not your damn personality because you didn't. Not. You don't have no control over most of these things other than what you can control. Uh, um, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. I'll keep going. Um, <clears throat> something about mental health for me is that um, it feels. Not only it feels necessary once you start doing it, once you start really tapping in, mm-hmm. once you really start, you know, if you go to therapy or if you just bring yourself into awareness, it's crazy how necessary it is. You mm-hmm. know, you didn't, you don't even realize how much you need it. Because um, for me, I started going to therapy when I felt like I was in a good, good place, in the mm-hmm. best place. And I, I think I've said that on the podcast before. Like, if you are good, like, try to go then. You yeah. know, just so that you can come from a place of uh, well, you're just not coming from a place of duress, right? You know, and just right. see and see where that goes. Yeah, and um, you may be a lot more receptive to the experience. I was just about to say, a lot of people, whenever they're at their lowest points, aren't even as receptive to it. Yeah, that's so true. I never, I guess, I never really thought about it like that to tell yeah. people you probably should go whenever you're feeling the best. Yeah, you definitely be more open to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for me, it was I literally. Um, went to my damn um insurance shit and searched on some, and the first one I found was the one I'm still with. Hmm. And that was back in last July. That's a blessing though, because yeah. a lot of people have a lot of trial and error. Hell when, yeah! When it comes to to finding therapy, that's one thing I tell people whenever they like. I've had people like, so how do I go about finding a therapist? I'm like, look, mm. it's really no right or wrong answer to that. You just have to go. And sometimes it fits and sometimes it doesn't. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, I've read um, Charlemagne's book and yeah. he said that he was going to, he likes going to a white woman, mm-hmm. somebody who's completely opposite from him, yeah. who he feels like has no bias. Yeah. But I talk to a lot of black women yeah. who feel like they want to see a black woman. I get that. Yeah. I so get that. I was looking for <clears throat> certainly someone black. Um, mm-hmm. The gender really didn't matter too much to me, but I lucked up and got a black man. Hmm. And um, I say lucked up because it's a perspective that I feel like he provided for me that felt so, uh, even if in moments where I may 
present something that may be misunderstood or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I pretty much can't even allow it to dwell in that um, in that presumption. Yeah. And um, and he damn near looks like him. That's what makes it even weirder. Like he's <laughs> literally tall with locks and shit. And um, yeah, it's weird. But I love him. I love him. I love him, and That's I love cool. the experience. Clark. That's good. Yeah, Clark King. Uh, shout out to Clark King. And um, <laughs> and the beautiful part about it though is I think I've had the I think certainly I'm on the more positive experience in terms mm-hmm. of just once a person starts going to therapy because I think a lot of it isn't just now you're putting yourself through this uh, new journey, but it's about the way people treat you around mm-hmm. who understand that you this is w- what you're doing. And for me, I definitely think I'm on the better side of it because, um, yeah, my mom's really didn't didn't have any comments. She was mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, cool. My sister didn't really have much to say. I'm like, All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I, I keep them in the loop as much as I feel like, you know, I want to. And um, what's interesting is how they've, I guess, taken, I don't know, I definitely feel like I've influenced them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. My mom be trying to apply shit I say to her, <laughs> into her <laughs> own life. I'm like, Ma, I yeah. guess, but, you know, you could just go to <laughs> therapy, too. Like, like, you know, like, I'm saying what I need and shit. You don't got to <laughs> see if you need to assess your friendships and assess yourself <laughs> and assess all this shit. You don't need to do that, Ma, if that's not what you... She getting there yeah, for you. Yeah, she's yeah. trying, yeah, she trying to backseat it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Trying to get that. But, <laughs> and my sister is certainly a person who has been... Um, Really, just she comes to me with questions, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, and um, just ask me like, you know, how is this? How you feel about this? And I just, I just, cause, cause for me, I don't believe in um, being so heavy handed with it. Yeah. It's like I want you, cause I, I chose to go when I wanted to go, and I want you to choose to go when you want to go, not when you feel like anything else. Cause I, like, I truly feel like you get the most from it in that space and time. Yeah. And luckily, I am a person who comes with. Uh, the ability of expression, the ability of already had the um, a very keen sense of reflection, yeah, and um, and also introspection. I feel like I came with all that, you know. Yeah. But I would love to know in your <laughs> in your experience, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the certain things that feels like I guess stigmas mm-hmm. around it? Because I think you know when you sit there and you describe what it is that you do on a day to day people would throw it all in one box. Yes. So you could be a person like myself who feels like I had, you know, all these various types of anxiety that in this kind of, in these kind of irrational thinking patterns and complexes and things like that versus somebody who's like truly a diagnosed schizophrenic. Yes. And we, they just throwing us all together and just calling us all crazy because we're going yes. to therapy. Mm-hmm. Tell me about in your experience, I guess about those uh, stigmas that you probably hear when you, especially when you tell people about what you do. Yeah. So basically, I feel like, and I try to tell a lot of the patients that I talk to as well, like, stop calling it a mental illness mm. because it's not always, just because it's a diagnosis doesn't mean that it's an illness. Mm. Unless you're treating, you have to treat it. If you're treating it, then you're okay. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's, I feel like people do have, whenever they hear illness, they hear crazy. Yeah. Whenever they hear mental, they hear crazy. Yeah. It's never like, oh, this is just solely about the mind, the health of the mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people just, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. I, that, that part, that portion of it, I really do. I just can't. Uh, I hate, like, certain people that I talk to, I'm like, you just don't understand. Like, 
you just but I guess that's what makes it such a good thing that it is a trend. Mm-hmm. It is becoming more popular. So people are educating themselves. Mm-hmm. I can't say, but it is a lot of stigma just around it being crazy and putting everybody into one box. Like just because you feel and I tell people sometimes like they come they're like, Oh, I seen this, that and the third and I'm depressed and da 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 I'm like, Girl, you just sad. Yeah. You're not depressed. If you're getting up, you're eating and you're able to sleep and you're doing this on a daily, you're able to take care of yourself, you're sad. Yeah. It's okay. That's something you can bring yourself out of. Yeah. A depression diagnosis, you can't pray yourself out of that. You cannot self care yourself out of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 all just about having the right education towards things. Mm. And people it's people more so being ignorant to it. Mm-hmm. Like you need to learn about something before you, you know go into it. I feel like if people just educated themselves, the stigma would really end quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very quickly. But what do you think about the, because you spoke, you spoke to kind of praying away and shit, right? Yeah. Because in the black community, it's so interesting to me, the picking and choosing of uh, how black people emulate mm-hmm. the white experience. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in terms of just, you know, white, white ice being cold, the grass is green and all those different stereotypes, all those different uh norms of the world Mm -hmm. but when it comes to quote-unquote white people are always putting their (laughs) kids in therapy early or doing these particular things that's something that we don't emulate because it's either that's one of those things that's you know that's probably too much for us to do Mm -hmm. and also you know white people look crazy so You know they don't. Say, they don't know Jesus. Exactly. They don't know Jesus like that. You know what I'm saying? They 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 be all they be agnostic and all that nonsense. Yeah. What would you say about the uh, kind of just this kind of now embedded, essentially, uh, <laughs> I guess mechanism within Black culture? Yeah. Where it literally labels if mental health as this thing of you know that is bad, or this thing that you that isn't real. Yeah. What do you What do you feel about that? I think it's traumatic being black. Yeah. In a whole. Yeah. So, black people are always going to feel like we have to be stronger. We mm-hmm. have to be better. We cannot. We don't like black people. Don't even like going to the doctor. Exactly. You have to be on your deathbed before you're ready to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Leg got to be falling off before yeah. you go to like. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. I think that. Black people are just the same way. It's all across the board. But mm-hmm. they just don't realize, like, a lot of... And it's crazy, though, because I have seen, like, a lot of these little rappers and stuff out here talking about PTSD yep. and shit like that. I'm like, that's great. Because y'all do have Most PTSD. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living in the hood and hearing gunshots and mm-hmm. all this shit. Like, that's mm-hmm. real life PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So, and seeing people die. Yeah. Having, just having the the thoughts of knowing, like, wow, my ancestors were really, like, going through this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's definitely just traumatic within itself. But I think that black people do, we, we have to, we have to stray away from the connecting everything to religion as well. Like, yeah. you can't necessarily always depend on prayer to fix a diagnosis. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So, but I can't blame us for it though. Yeah. Like, I'm I don't always blame, on I don't, the fence. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, always I, on the fence about it. Cause I yeah. just feel like I, I get what y'all saying. I get it. We do have to do this and we have, we feel like we have to be yeah. stronger, especially the black woman. For sure. So yeah, I get it, but we, we got to do better. I guess to me, I see it as a, um, 
I see it as a cycle that's essentially keeping us in the same place. Yes. We're pretty much uh, being stagnant because we are um, afraid of the label where we're leading ourselves into just feeling like, yeah, if it's this, if it's been this way, it's going to be this way. And if somebody, it don't work for somebody. If it didn't work, it was just a time and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think we try our best to make the solutions for us sometimes uh, into the boogeyman. Into yeah. something that we just don't need to accept and receive into our lives. Yeah. Uh, when so much of it is us. So much of it is about, you know, about us. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how you think about so many trends now in terms of just eating natural and being more spiritual and mm-hmm. mental health and all these different things. Uh, affirmations and just mm-hmm. certain things, you know, you can find the elements of all those things in so many, you know, very old, traditional, mm-hmm. tribal cultures. Mm-hmm. And so it's crazy that, you know, yeah, we're pretty much running away from things that we already, um, from a literal, literal genetic level, already had within us. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless. I think, though, too, our generation mm-hmm. is getting better about it. Hell yeah. We're the radical left at this point. Mm-hmm. So we kind of go against the grain whenever it comes to everything. Our parents told us, all right, you need to go to college. You need to get a good job. What do we do? We went to college and said, fuck their job. We're going to get our own, own job. job. We're going to make our own jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we're kind of going against the grain with everything. And even my sister, she's 20. So, them little Gen Zs, they're really the radical left. Yeah, they be eating tire pies. <laughs> yeah, they're really the radical mm-hmm. left. So, I think it'll get better. I think that our parents, I don't know what it was, the the time that they were moving in, but I feel like it was all about solely about survival for them. Yeah. I don't think they were ever focused on things like mental health. Yeah. Or like childhood trauma and how yeah. it affects us now. Or how we could be the problem. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And I, and I think that's um it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And I think that that's the interesting part about just getting on your own mental health journey when you realize like, oh shit, like my mom's was fucked up with it for this, or my pops was <laughs> fucked up with this, yes. or, or my sister and brothers really did kind of like traumatize me by the way they treated me in certain aspects. Yeah. All those different things, you know, and I think that alone is like, because <laughs> that's what I've noticed, and because so many of my friends have started to go to therapy, and um, what's funny is how people weaponize that. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they know that the awareness, they are knowledgeable that you're going to therapy. So when you have, when there's some dispute of some kind, it's like, well, you you might need to go ahead and talk to your little therapist about this. <laughs> exactly. And it's so fucking, sh- it's so fucking, <laughs> it's shameful. I'm like, damn, sorry that you had to go through that. Because cause it's like, damn, like, you already are cool. And you may, it may have took you a minute to gain the courage to finally do this. And you, and you like it. You've been enjoying yeah. it. You've been consistently going. But, like... When people weaponize your treatment, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? And they will. Our parents and stuff, they will do yeah. that. But the people who, you know, like your friends, people who are in therapy or you're going on your own spiritual journey, I've realized a lot of, you know, some of the shit they've said to me or, you know, just shit. I'm like, you really was kind of messed up for this. I don't even take it personally anymore. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, you're not even aware of what you're doing. Yeah. You probably won't. You might not ever be aware. I'm still trying to educate you when I can. I feel like you're receptive to it. Yeah. But I don't even take it personally. Yeah. So. But that's that's the interesting part to me. Because I think once you get past the, uh, once you, I guess, gain the self-motivation, get past your own anxieties truly your anxieties yeah. around just getting up and calling or 
making, you know, going online and really doing the research to find who you could possibly use uh, and be your, be your counselor, be your therapist. Um, there's, there's this very interesting um, wall that I think it's almost an invisible wall or assumed barriers. It's like, well, you know, that's a lot of white people do that, so this shit probably expensive, right? So I can't mm-hmm. do that. Like, yep. yeah, I want to, but I, I probably can't afford it. Yep. I don't know if my insurance cover. I don't know this, that, and the third. Speak to the barriers that you feel like are uh, very well, <laughs> very well much um, real, mm-hmm. but also um, how they, I guess, how can you break those barriers, I guess? The ones that are truly real, not the ones that people just speculate on. Yeah. But the resources that people really do have if they just decide to, you know, do this or do that. Like, yeah. Speak to what do you feel like those barriers are? So I think that it is some barriers there. Yeah. It is. It mm-hmm. really is. And I think the the financial part of it really is. But it's so many. You said it resources. There's so many resources out there mm-hmm. for people who don't have insurance, mm-hmm. for people who are on the street. Mm. It's so many resources. It's just people don't know about them. Don't know where to go to get those resources, yeah. different things like that. And I think it's also just the, it's kind of, I think a huge barrier for people is their own pride and their own ego. Mm. I don't want to go talk to a stranger. I don't want to do this or I don't understand how this will help me or, you know, it, it's, it's really within yourself. Like mm-hmm. once you get past that self-reflection, mm-hmm. it's a big thing. But the finances is also a really big thing. Yeah. But now... Luckily, we're in a time, it's so many, like, phone apps. Yeah. It's so many numbers you can text, mm-hmm. um, call that will literally give you therapy on the spot. Yeah. Where I work now, it's a nonprofit hospital-based mm. hospital. So, all the assessments that I give are initially free. Damn. Everything is free. Damn. Yep. Crazy. It is. It's crazy because you would never think these people who come in, a lot of these people are homeless free it's free to sit on the phone and talk with me for 30 minutes an hour whatever it is that you need at that moment i'm going to be what you need at that moment and it's of no cost to you yeah and not only that but the people who do have insurance i'm going to find you somewhere to go or i find the help that you need and the people who don't i find that too damn (sighs) yeah that's so damn crazy i didn't even know that yeah but and but you know what I think that, um, yeah, those external barriers are interesting. Yeah. Because I do believe there is a concerted effort for people to stay unwell. Yeah. You know? And because just like with everything, in terms of, especially from a pharmaceutical standpoint, it's not about the cure, but the just the treatment. Yeah. Because a lot of these people do need medication. Medication yeah. costs. Yeah. It costs. But like I said, it's just all about... The resource, I think another barrier is the time that we're in as far as the people who are supposed to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. If you are in any type of crisis situation or you're having any type of mental break, you're supposed to be able to call the police. Mm. And the police are supposed to give you those resources as well. Oh, whether you have insurance or whether you don't. Who knew? Exactly. Who, Who knew? knew? Who knew? Because we too busy talking about what the police, you know. Who knew? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's another thing. You know, it's... it's, it's 
just I hate to say, you know. But speak, I, I but hate speak, that. But speaking to speaking to that specifically, because mm-hmm. you hear so much now about, um, you know, the methods that are needed for, especially in terms of like law enforcement mm-hmm. and for policing when there when there is an individual who who may be homeless or may just be uh, mentally uh, disturbed in some type of way. Um, it seems like there are so many instances where they are literally gunned down. I was going to say, they're so getting killed. Up. Yeah. They're getting killed. So it's not even like what, his what, families feel comfortable enough to call them. Yeah. I call. I talk to so many people who call in on our crisis line. They're like, I'm scared that, you know, so-and-so, if their brother or sister or son or whoever is going to have a mental break. Mm. And I'm telling these people, you have to call 911. I can't. I'm not in a position to where I can come to you. Yeah. You have to call 911, but they're terrified of that. Yes. And I feel it. I get that. I feel it. I so because I'm like, shit, if they if the police walk in your house mm-hmm. and your brother is in the middle of an episode, yeah. what are they gonna do to him? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. And what about but what about the barrier of cause I'm assuming I think now the solution has already been presented in terms of Zoom and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, in let's say in a world where you know <laughs> where this shit is done and and, and over, because uh, you have so many. I, I, I think it was. Um, it might have been the Patriot Act that might have had an episode about uh, just therapy and mental health, and was speaking to how people in certain regions of the nation are so far away. Because due to insurance, mm-hmm. like the insurance will cover for this particular place, but it's in fucking like an hour away. Yeah, because you live wherever you live, you and all of that. So you may those flyover states and people in those flyover states have the that is a, a disadvantage. Yeah. Um. Would you say that you know? Would you say that there's a difference, or a uh, I guess a difference in effectiveness when it comes to being in person versus virtual? Like, what is virtual? therapy is there any downside to virtual therapy i guess is what i want to know i think it truly depends on the person yeah because some people do need that face-to-face interaction they need you know but some people are also more comfortable with speaking with somebody over the phone Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like okay i was already nervous and had you know people who have anxiety get anxious about going yep to an appointment or yeah. people who are depressed don't even want to get out the bed to go to an appointment they mm-hmm. can't even find it within themselves to get up so yeah. with some of those people I feel like it's that might could be the downside because you're not truly going to a physical appointment helps you conquer those true fears and it mm-hmm. helps you you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. just getting up to go yeah it's helping within itself yeah so I feel like the virtual it's a plus for some people, but it also hinders some people's, you know, their health or their progression, I'll say. Not their health, but more so their progression. Yeah. It hinders it it will hinder that. But it is a plus for, you know, we have especially in the Atlanta area, you know, you have Douglasville's all the way up here, Lawrenceville's all the way up here, and some people can only, you know, afford to go to this or their insurance only covers something mm-hmm. that's an hour away. So in those you know, it, 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 it has its ups and its yeah. downs. But let's speak to the scenario of a person who is interested in finding mm-hmm. therapy um, and all of that. They work, they have insurance with their job. In the instance, especially for black people, if you're trying to find someone who is not only 
black mm-hmm. um, or culturally competent if they're not black. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they're publishing within their, I guess, uh, therapist profiles to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But the person that you really feel like may connect with just based off of their profile, based off of the references, based off of all those things, but yet they're not in your network. Mm-hmm. What would you, or if you even know, what would a person do in that scenario? My advice would be to still contact that person. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you don't know what these, a lot of these therapists have their own little private practices or mm. they do a lot of this stuff on the side. A little, little bit on the side. A little bit on the side. Look, so look, come on now. <laughs> yeah, so you just they never are, know. They're here therapizing on the yes. side. Get and you a little they, therapy on the side. And outside of that, if they don't, you know, if they don't have anything on the side, they probably know somebody. The therapy community is very, everybody knows somebody. Yep. Everybody has a, a connection somewhere. Everybody at my hospital knows everybody at Anchor Hospital, which is across Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's different things, like that's what I was saying. So the people who come, we don't accept people with no insurance under certain circumstances. But it's been, I've had many people walk off the street and get an assessment and they're in the hospital. You know mm. what I'm saying? So these are rules that, that can definitely be broken. See, these are rules that can be broken and people just get, I don't want to say nervous, but it's like, okay, I'm looking at this and da da da. And, those, and that's another barrier that you also kind of pointed out was that, so not only being black, yep. I've looked up, People being gay is a mm. thing. Sometimes I feel like people who, let, let's just say, I'm a 16-year-old girl. I just came out to my parents. I need to go to therapy. But my parents send me to a therapist who is against gay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh. these are, yes. So these are all barriers that grown people look into as well. Like, yep. okay, I'm dealing with having to come out to my parents or do this, that, and the third, I need to find somebody who specializes in that. So I think that's also another barrier that a lot of people come into contact with. Mm. But it's all about just talking to people, reach out to a lot. A lot of therapists as well have free consultations to begin with. Mm. So if they can't help you, they know somebody who can. Mm. And I I think that that, what you just said was brilliant because... I think that right there can never be said enough Yeah. about how there are options and how... And I think that I really want people to understand what I've learned about going to therapy for over a year now is how a good therapist is someone who really wants to do the work, who really wants to help you. Mm-hmm. And yes, if they're in, if they're in the parameters, because they have gotten the degrees they've gotten these qualifications they've gotten they 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 have made themselves be so uh valuable Mm -hmm. so they may be a certain price they may be a whatever whatever um but a good one will still find a way they will always for you to get help because you you are you doing especially and to me it feels definitely feels that way when it comes to black therapists you know yeah um it feels like look the fact you're doing this i'm glad you're doing this I can help you either by way of this, that, and third that may either stop or may set you up for, you know, to put yes. you in a bad bind because I would love for you to come to me, but you can't afford it. Or better, you got this crazy ass deductible with your fucking insurance. So <laughs> exactly. you got all these weird ass stipulations that you didn't even know. Mental health and these hospitals and all this, a lot of it is kind of run by state funding. 
Okay. And things like that. Okay. So the call is not like, okay, for example, I had a girl come to me, same age, mm-hmm. got her master's in psychology. Hey. And she had a mental break. Damn. She had an assault. Somebody sexually assaulted her, mm-hmm. like broke into her apartment. After that, she just had literally had a mental break. She was hearing voices so bad that she couldn't even hear me. Whenever I was trying to talk to her, and it just tore me up. I'm like, damn, we just sat like I'm looking at me, you know. We just sat like same build. She black. She went to an HBCU. Oh no, exactly. Didn't have insurance. She know what she know what fried chicken Wednesday is. (laughs) Exactly. That's hard. And her mama didn't brought her in, and her mama upset. So I'm just talking to them. I said, okay. Her mama like, we don't have insurance. She can't work. I said, okay. So I didn't sat there and talked to them for like an hour. So I just went to my director. I said, look, we got to help her. So what are we going to do? What can we do? Yeah. What can we do to get her in here? Tell Please. me what I can do. And it's that easy. Yeah. She said, just bring her in. Just just bring yeah. her in. We'll yeah, come. And that, like, it's, it's that easy. And you need that type of, you need that level of advocacy too. Because yeah. you, you need somebody to go go to the bat and but have a system that is um, flexible enough. Yeah. You know? And, um. That's interesting. That's so fucking interesting. And it, it to me, I feel like, if anything, for people who are in a space, because there's so many people who feel that they have to be in duress, they have to have something that they are actively, cause, but ha- actively, I guess, disregarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, for real. Actively disregarding for them to literally say, yeah, I need to do something about this. Yeah, I need yeah. to whatever, whatever. But the crazy part to me is, why not treat it as you would everything else? Yeah, catch it before it get there. Yeah, you take like, vitamins so you don't get sick. You 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 go to the doctor, you get yeah. physical so you can see what's going on. Yeah. And my head is like, even if that's your approach, mm-hmm. even if that's what your approach is, that you don't go on a weekly basis. Go 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 talk to somebody. Go yeah. talk to somebody on a quarterly basis. Go figure out whatever makes sense for you, mm-hmm. um, because you don't you more than likely you haven't done anything about this. Yeah. You haven't checked in on this. You haven't unpacked so much. You haven't talked to anybody about the things. Um, you haven't gained the knowledge and the perspective on something that you really should understand about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and therapists often will help you learn how to just articulate what it is that you're feeling and how to be more aware of it. Yeah. It's it's it that simple piece of just mm-hmm. talking to somebody makes a world of difference. I feel, and that, and, that, and that's great. Great pivot to what I want to speak to next is, I did an episode. What was this? It had to been last year. With, uh, I think I called the episode. It was a solo episode I did called "My Anxiety Has a First Name." Mm-hmm. Was the name of the episode, and. Um, I think for me, it was therapeutic for me to find out the definition and description of what I felt like I was feeling mm-hmm. um, and what I felt like it was connected to within my own world. I felt like I got really, truly, uh, and I think that was the start, though. Mm-hmm. Essentially ended up going to therapy and learning so much more about myself, but that was the start. Just defining it. Just defining this thing because I just I felt like that was the most visceral feeling that I was feeling in my life at that time to describe mm-hmm. um, and, and also be able just to articulate yes. and, and think that they do was worthy to articulate. 
Um, because I think other things I realized like, oh, damn, I, that's something I should have told you. Oh, damn, that's something I should mm-hmm. talk more about. Didn't even know that that was an issue or that was something I should explore. Right. But, yeah, financial anxiety was something that I didn't even know was a thing. Mm-hmm. But one, the, the way that I described it to him was when I get paid and when I'm broke is the same feeling. And that feels irrational to me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like thinking that something's going to go wrong when I'm like settled and stable and good because I'm so used to like just not having or something being missed or something going wrong or me just literally just being without just consistently and perpetually in the struggle mm-hmm. and the climb. And so now that it feels like I'm kind of pulling myself out of that space, it feels so strange mm-hmm. to be that way, to like have things paid on time and to have this and that and the third and be consistent with that and try to start and actually trying to start at savings and being able to sustain it and all that shit. And that was the start of the conversation. And I really feel like vocabulary is something that um is really, really important. And I think that's, honestly, I think vocabulary is important with so many things mm-hmm. just because I feel like we haven't had names for so many things mm-hmm. for so long. Yes. For so long. I think her name is, what was it? Uh, is it Elizabeth, Elizabeth Crenshaw? I got to look that up. But I believe she is the one who popularized and possibly coined. I think she coined the phrase intersectionality. Hmm. Um, and it's like, damn, ain't that crazy to think about? Like this this person who was born however long ago w- became a whole ass adult and was able to describe a societal occurrence that has been going on for so long. Right. Like, yes, there is a there is a a thing about you being a black person, being a black person who happens to be a woman, being a black person who happens to be a woman who comes from a specific income, uh, like all these different inc- and education level, all these things are at so many, you know, crossroads to who we are. Yes. What would you say is the value within understanding and being able to name these things, being able to call these things what they are that you feel or being able just to have the words to describe what you feel? Because I feel like everything goes under one box. Yes. Everything goes under I'm sad. Yes. So much goes under I'm just worried. So much goes on, I'm, I don't know, I just feel a way. Yes. I don't know, I just don't feel good. Yeah. When it's so, in that, in that vagueness, and that just real strong, just ambiguity, that you're, and, and, and when you are even, people are tipping on it. Mm-hmm. So many people are like lost for words. What would you say is the value in, um, I guess, vocabulary when it comes to mental health? I think the value is... Honestly, just until you're able to put a name to something or to define or articulate something, especially a feeling or an emotion, yeah. you don't know how to control that. Yeah. And then you let it control you. Damn. So whenever you say, oh, I just feel away, what do you feel away about? Yeah. Okay. You feel like you have to keep keep digging at it. People say, I'm really anxious. What are you? I had to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. What are you anxious about? Yeah. What is it that I'm, why am I feeling this way? What yeah. is it? Um, even depression or, or just being sad or, you know, certain things until you're able to articulate them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people won't. You, that's one of the benefits of going to therapy yeah. or just educating yourself. Cause yeah. they're going to tell you like, okay, so you're coming, you say you're anxious about so-and-so and so-and-so. And after you tell them your whole spill, you have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, okay. Oh, okay. What is this? What? I didn't yeah. even know this was a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a thing. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a real thing. Yeah. 
or people, um, Charlemagne's book that I read. Mm-hmm. He said that Scarface. You remember the song? Um, Mind playing tricks. On yes, me? you heard about this. I mean, you seen this? This I, I probably haven't seen it, but I do know that song. Yes. So he was basically saying that he, Scarface, was later diagnosed with being bipolar. Damn. Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah. So he was his whole life. He's been paranoid all the time, and and creating from that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Been bipolar. And of course, well, not of course, but I mean, you know, this 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 somebody from the hood. He yeah. had PTSD as well. Yeah. So he's been paranoid and and actually having some type of psychotic features mm-hmm. with it, with hearing voices. So him just saying, "My mom playing tricks on me." This man had a whole diagnosis. Yeah. He didn't even know until he finally said his relationship started to dwindle, and he's like, "What is going on? Why am I still like this?" And then he realized, okay, this is something that's been untreated for this amount of years yeah 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 something that that if you don't know what it is if you don't know the vocabulary that is associated with it how can you fix it how can you how can you even articulate it for other people to understand or how can you you know have successful relationships with other people yeah and i i think all to me i feel like all the words around it make um are valuable mm-hmm. not even just the naming of the uh the the indifferent or negative feeling that you may feel yeah it's everything but like even understanding what awareness really means understanding what present really means understanding what um just understanding reflection. the word yeah reflection yeah like all those things i feel like are uh, valuable so much as well because we don't realize i i, I realize within um so many different instances with people that I've like talked to and 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 speak about just my just speak about myself mm-hmm. and then be like, damn, how you figure that out? Or how you know that? <laughs> like that's the response, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, I just thought about it, or I just wrote about it, or I just I remember, and yeah. I remember the feeling, and so I I keep talking about it until I figure it out, yeah, or whatever it may be, and I think um, that's a good characteristic to have, though. That not a lot of people have. And uh, Claude applauded me on that after, <laughs> yeah. after a few sessions. That's a good thing to have. He was have. saying he was like, "You're gonna be, you're gonna be good," because he yeah. was like, "You, you came here and you immediately started talking to me. I didn't have to smooth you, none of that. But yeah. also, you just are, you can, you really recollect very fucking well, and mm-hmm. that, that's gonna help you. Like, yeah. I just want you to know that's gonna help you um, because you're not doing this alone now. You're not doing this, or you're not doing this with uh, with individuals who have parts of you." Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's a big thing that people need to realize about the benefits of therapy is that if I go to, you know, my friends, they understand as much as they know from the time they met me mm-hmm. and whatever I've expressed to them. Mm-hmm. If I go to my mom, all she knows is what she's seen in me. Yeah. If I go to my sister, all she knows is what she's seen in me. You know what I'm saying? She, my mom, my, my mom, my sister don't know how I am as a college student. All they know is what I can tell them. Right. They don't know how I am as a grown ass man. All they know is what they see now and what I can tell them. Mm-hmm. And so when you're truly with yourself, who are you? And when you're truly with your therapist, what do you tell them? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what is beautiful about therapy. Because it's like the two things are meeting. Yes. You know, where it's like I'm alone and I know myself to be this. When I'm alone, when I have nothing to put on, no act, no whatever. 
when I'm with my therapist, when do I am I going to choose to to, am uh, I gonna to choose let to them that? in? Yeah, to let them into right. that so I can understand that part of myself. Um, right. Because every we, we're going to adjust, we're going to shift, we're going to give parts and compartments of ourselves to those that we feel like don't need all of it, which I understand, which I'm that, I think everybody's that way. It's yeah. the nature of relationships. But I think understanding to be aware of yourself, understanding to be reflective on yourself. I'm certainly a very reflective person. But even now, after a year of therapy, I'm realizing how that even needs to be managed. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you are consistently and forever reflecting and living in the, mm-hmm. in the past, you're not present. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing with the things that are happening to you right now. You're not addressing the things that are happening to you right now. You're allowing yourself to, to drift and be detached. Yeah. And you want and you need you also need to be there. You also need to be present. Yeah. And um and present in the way that you truly need to within these particular moments. Bringing your own honesty, bringing your honesty, bringing your true expression, whatever it may be. But I think so many of us don't even know that. And so many black men, especially, yeah, um, don't even realize what awareness really uh, encompasses mm-hmm. in terms of consideration, in terms of focus, in terms of attention. Yeah. Because, um, because we live in a world where we may not ever have to. Where we may be coddled from childhood mm-hmm. by, our, by our moms, by our fathers, by our siblings. Get to, especially the best example that I think about when it comes to like how black men are coddled from a child childhood is like a black child that shows promise, like in athletics. Mm-hmm. Immediately protected. Yes. Immediately, you know, you don't need to worry about this. You need to worry about that. You need to do this. You need to play ball. You need to do this. Because <laughs> you you're good. You're going you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. to get everybody out, this motherfucker. So we need to protect you. Yeah. And then they get to a point to where they are adults and you realize damn you kind of asshole you kind of like real entitled or you real this that and the third or you don't know how to do so many things yes and um but yet and i I noticed that even with myself in my own family structure yeah you know my sister was working at 14 you know i'm saying i didn't get my first job until my senior year of high school um i didn't get my first job till after college. See what I'm saying? Because my parents might, but see that also comes with, it's just like, it, it's a cycle. Yeah. My daddy was so, you know, I'm doing everything Don't worry against about it. of what they did. Yeah. His parents, he was so stuck on, they made me do this and they didn't support me and they didn't, you know, da 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 So, what you want to do? I'm, I'm going to be at everything. I'm yep. going to put you in everything. Yep. I don't want you to work. I don't just want you to go it. to school do and it. focus on you. Because he was trying to go steer away. So, you know what I'm saying? By the time I got out of school, I'm like, damn. I could have been making money. I could have been doing this. <laughs> but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely, definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Even, I guess for me, it was like that with the job, but even like with my mom is, was of course like super domestic. So when it came to washing clothes and and cleaning up, like just doing, she overdid, Mm -hmm. overdid. Mm -hmm. And once I got older and realized like, okay, I really haven't done 
as much for myself as I could have been doing. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole adjustment for you as you get older because yep. you have to come into it and realize like, okay, it's, I'm, I'm, this is me now. I'm an adult. I got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. yeah, it, it's that's definitely that's crazy though that you say the athletics because I that that is a thing. That is a thing in the black community. Like Hell you just yeah. play football because you're gonna go to the league. Even when you didn't like, I just think about like how I was a whole grown ass person like talking about how, like how to budget and how to do certain mm-hmm. things. It's like I couldn't have learned this earlier. Yes. Like some of these things, it feels like I feel like a lot of these lessons could have came before now. Mm-hmm. Before they are like detrimental. Yeah. When they are, when they can be practiced, when they can be low stakes. Mm-hmm. And um but I think that sense of awareness is truly something that, you know, That's isn't true. isn't um doesn't isn't a lesson to be to be taught. Um but nevertheless, I still feel like that's why I, I like that the way that I, my experience has been, mm-hmm. the fact that so many people around me are tapping into therapy, didn't know that I was even inspiring them to. But I think... That's um, a great thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I'll, I'll let y'all know. how I, and maybe, it, maybe it'll help you. If you are a person who has already started on this journey and started to go into therapy, um, truly... Speak about your therapy sessions. Yes. Speak about what you learned about yourself in these therapy sessions. Something that, obviously, when it relates in the conversation, please <laughs> do not tell these people too much of your damn business. If it does not, if it does not relate. But for me, I, I, I talk about, I don't say my therapist. I, I was like, Claude, me and Claude was talking about this. Or me and Claude was whatever, whatever. I'm making it sound very familiar. Right. So instead of it being like, you know, so, I don't know, so sterile. That's the point. That's the have to normalize it. Yeah. Have to normalize it. So yeah. coming at it like, oh, you know, me and so and so, yeah, we was just talking the other day and she really brought this to my attention. I was like, damn. Yes. I've been I've been doing this my whole life and yes. I, I don't even know that it came from that. Like you have to make it if you have to normalize it. You can't say, So yeah, I went to therapy and don't don't put a negative aura around it. Yeah. Right? It should just be conversational. Yeah, because I definitely don't Especially when it's there, because you know when you're when you're a busy person, when you're trying to mix it up with folks and just build your brand, build your network, whatever, whatever. You know, folks want to you know schedule things for certain times of the day or do certain things mm-hmm. on certain times. I've never been the person who was shy to say, "Oh no, I can't do nothing on that day because I got therapy." Yeah, and I realized and noticed how that always is like a, a interesting kind of spark or interesting like noted thing because they always double back to me and be like, "Damn, yeah, that's cool. You go to therapy. How'd you find them?" Yeah. Shit like that. And I noticed that. And I and I truly encourage everybody who's hearing this right now to do that. Yeah. To to yes, we always could be like, you know, I got something to do that day. Yeah, we could do that with every fucking thing we do. But yeah. <laughs> when it comes to therapy, I think it's a beautiful thing if you lean into that being something that is a part of your life. Yeah. Let because it be more familiar. Let it be more familiar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you, you let it be known that ass going to get that wax. You let it be known that ass going to do some exactly. some other shit that we don't gotta know. We don't gotta know that. Exactly. We don't gotta know you going to the dentist and no shit like that, but we should. Because mm. those things are so normalized. We know everybody, or hopefully right. a healthy individual, is taking care of all those different things, right? <laughs> yes. But when it comes to therapy, especially when you're talking to black people, uh, speak to it. Because you don't know. You just may be that resource that somebody needed. Yes. You just may be that uh, that testimonial. 
that somebody needed to be able to experience, be able to ask you questions on like, mm-hmm. hey, how did you do it? Or better yet, hey, how has it been? Hey, this, that, and the third. Or better yet, even more than that, expressing that to your friends. Yes. Because once I, once I expressed that I was gone, once I talked about it more and more, I definitely got some feedback on some shit. Like, damn, you are different. Or damn, you do do this. Yeah. Now, that's good. I'm proud of you. Right. Shit like that. And that only encourages you to keep doing what you're doing. Right. And keep staying on what you're staying on. And, and once you have those breakthroughs, once you have those moments of clarity, mm-hmm. once you reach a whole new plateau of yourself, um, you see that why it's so beneficial. And for me, I don't know about for yourself. Are you in therapy now? I'm not in therapy. I need that's to wild, be girl. That's wild. It is. That's wild. You know, everybody say all therapists need a therapist. Hell yeah, do. you do, girl. I do. You do. And even me, even knowing that I talk to so many people throughout the day. Yeah. You taking in a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And I try not to. I write a lot. So that truly helps. But I think talking to someone just about, I need to go. I just need to go. Yeah. I need to go. To make the time. I need to try it out. I need to make the time. Make the time. Yeah. Yeah, I encourage that. I encourage it. Yeah. Why not? But I get it, though. It's not. I think it's not even like I, because I've been saying, I really need to find a therapist. I need mm-hmm. to find a therapist. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't taken the time to yeah. actually do it because I do have, in my mind, I have certain, I want to talk to a black woman. Hell yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Hell so yeah. finding all these things. Yeah. And I put so much, I guess, what's the word? I don't know. I feel like my expectations are really high. Mm. Like, really high. You think that's due to your expertise? In a sense. Yeah. Because I know how I am with people. Yeah. And I, I've seen, you know, I work closely with other therapists as well or yep. other counselors, I'll yeah. say. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I would. You know what I'm saying? So I guess working with people mm-hmm. and seeing their ways of doing things. Yeah. Some things like steer me away. Yeah. So like my expectations are really I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I, I, I truly encourage I won't I won't press on it. But I tru- yeah. I truly encourage it just based because just based on what I what I see from a very objective standpoint of mm-hmm. how everyone could benefit. Yes. You know, just with a little bit. With a little yeah. get a little bit of it. You know but what having saying? someone to talk to who's so non biased yeah. about your entire life and how you can literally just go and kind of unload on somebody yeah. is a great feeling hell yeah it's a great feeling hell yeah and also too y'all y'all do that y'all been doing that shit with y'all friends for like 30 years yeah they don't want to hear it though yeah you know what i'm saying like and, and a lot of them don't want to hear a lot, it a lot of and people they got their own shit they got their own so shit so you can't be piling your shit on their shit and they yeah. really don't know what to tell you yeah yeah and for the people who are in those friendships or whatever it is you know try your best to have those discussions or yeah. even more than that if you are the person who feels like you do that yeah from describing you, um, take a pause, take a second to be like, "Hey, can you can you talk? Can we can you like listen to me for a second about this particular thing?" Because if you're not in the space, I don't want to dump this shit on you. Yes, I have a, a a friend of mine does that, and she'll come to me and she'll be like, "Hey, how's your mind today?" Because before yeah. I let this go, yeah, I just want to make sure you <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Yeah, like you yeah. have the mental capacity to even hear it. And I'm like, you know, I really appreciate that. Hell yeah. Some days. I don't have it in me. And yep. some of your friends don't have it in you. Yep. But they're not going to tell you that because they're mm-hmm. your friend. Yep. 
So you don't realize the damage that you could be doing on their mindset for that day as well. Mm -hmm. So that is a really, really good. That's an important thing. That's like a practice to just... Yeah, in general, not just to your strong friend, to every friend. Every friend. (laughs) Every friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, truly be mindful that, like, damn, I'm about to put a lot on them to a person who cares, to a person who more than likely will be empathetic. All that amongst not even knowing what the fuck their day was like today or what's been their days. Right. You know? Especially now. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. It's a lot of shit going on. But I, I truly... I truly believe in uh, I truly believe in black people specifically it being a true resolution to so many of our own pains mm-hmm. being able to literally just speak to it and talk to someone about exactly what it is that we're going through yes um, and I think quite often we lean into you know the counsel of familiar individuals. Um, for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. we go to people because we know they're going. They're going, we're going to hear exactly what we want to hear, mm-hmm. and we're going to be validated in our in the wrong feeling, mm-hmm. and the feeling that continues to make us do the least amount of, of mm-hmm. uh, effort or change. Just hindering. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like oh, I was like oh, so I'm good. So you, it makes sense why I did what I did. All right, all right, fuck you. I was just making sure. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on being on bullshit then, <laughs> and it's so fucking sad though. Yeah, because um. I think that that's a big reason why we haven't broken particular cycles. Yeah. We got broken men teaching teaching newly born children their broken ass ideals. Yeah. And it just continuously perpetuates. I remember, I think it was, um, for, uh, I think it was when 444 came out. Mm-hmm. He did that, like, accompanying piece of content with it on title. And... I thought it was so dope that you had a group of men coming in finally admitting that they quote unquote OGs, uncles and and fathers were trash. Yeah. And giving them the worst fucking advice and telling <laughs> and telling them that they need to be fucking getting after the money, not settling down. Yeah. Blase blase blah and I've always pushed back on shit like that. I've yeah. always pushed back on that energy. Um and I think it's also due to my own character, you know, character and characteristics. Of being more more so an individual, but still thought it was kind of sketchy. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't like I'm not that person though. Yeah, it's like why do I have to do this? Right. Why Why would my life be? What's the quality of my life if I choose not? Right. To be this way, what's wrong with that? What's going on? But it was almost like my nigga, you young, you better you better get out of here. You better you know don't settle down. You what you doing? You know. When it's like, your old ass is whole ass married, been married for 30 years, and exactly. you telling me... And you telling me to do this, to go out and do this. Because that's what you feel like you yeah. need to do, based mm-hmm. off of decisions you made, based off... And it's, it's coming from a jaded place. Yeah. Um, and a place of ignorance. Yes. Because you truly haven't even learned and gathered what it is, and I think it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. But, I have gotten terrible advice. Yeah. From older women. For real? Oh, Yes. Oh, yes. Terrible Mm. advice. But these, you know, like you said, it comes from their experience. Mm -hmm. So not only was I not listening to them, but I'm also looking at them like, why are you saying that? Let me just, Mm -hmm. why, where, why, what would make you say that? You know what I'm saying? But that everybody is not like that. Like how you were saying, that's just not in your character and certain things like that. Some people are influenced by older individuals no matter what they say yeah 
Because it's just like, damn, that's my, you know, that's my auntie. Yeah. Or that's my uncle. Yeah. I'm going to listen to them. No. All the time, you don't need to listen to them. Because like you said, these people could very well be broken themselves. So. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I understand that even if you try your best to get a quote-unquote unbiased mm-hmm. opinion from the people who know you the best, your friends, it still is going to be cloaked in, like, I want the best for you. Yes. It's still going to be cloaked in, you know, my own opinion. It's still going to be cloaked in, you know, whatever that is. And so quite often in those instances, you know, that toxicity is pretty much um, <laughs> increased. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Girl, don't apologize to that nigga. Like, yeah, exactly. you, yeah, you tore his shit up or whatever, and like he was a little bit of an overreaction, <laughs> but like he had you kind of fucked up. Like he didn't exactly. tell you where he was, and it's exactly. like, damn, was that the best way to approach this situation? Yeah. Or could you have held your friend accountable in that moment? Right. Really read him or her to let them know you was wrong for that. You was wrong, you was for, wrong that. for what you did, and him being mad at you. Ain't the wrong reaction. Exactly. Regardless of him, quote unquote, neglecting in communication. Mm-hmm. Be a little more graceful, baby girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all. Just be a little bit like you. The motherfucker did not hit you back when he was out with his friends. And now you done, bu- done, done broke his damn PS5. What the fuck? I'm you know what I'm saying? But I, I truly feel that um, we have to. Got to lean into it. Yeah. And I think lean into it in with the softest of hands. Because mm-hmm. I think so much of our lives and so much of the things that, quote unquote, are meant to help us are heavy handed. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to work hard to, you know, to live a good life. You need to, you know, praise God with all your might. Mm-hmm. You need to believe. You need to whatever, whatever, whatever. It's so many things are heavy handed. Yes. So many things come with so much. Therapy can be the soft hand. Mm-hmm. The approach to therapy can be the true, true, gentle thing that you need that is truly going to lead you to your own personal freedom. That's very true. You said a word when you said that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's because it's for me, I feel good, y'all. That's good. And I, and I, I, I remember because my, my therapist actually had, uh, went on paternity leave for like a month <laughs> and it wasn't even like I was in distress, but it was, it was a dope experience to go through because I was like, in an instance where I knew I could keep this, better yet, not even that. For me, what it was, when moments happened and occurred, the fact that I had somebody to speak to mm-hmm. made me have more, more, um, a better temperament. And I think my temperament is already good. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, like, I don't even got to really react to this right now. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Claude. I'm going to talk about, yeah. yeah. And then realize if I need to speak to this or not. Yeah. Because I may not even have to. I may not even have to exert this energy to deal so with this. I've heard so many people say that same approach. Like, it's, it's, a lot it's of the dope. time it's like, you know what? I'm going to just hold on to this. Yeah. Until I have my session so I can make sure yeah. I, I need another. Yeah. yeah. In, in, yeah. My, in, my, in my last relationship, that was definitely a thing. I felt like I was dumping so much on her. And yeah. then once I started going to therapy, it, it definitely started to you know, not be a thing. And I noticed it. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I just remember just like. More and more shit will happen where she's at fault. Just I think just because I'm like just eased about the thing because <laughs> right. it's like it would become my fault if I keep interacting. Right. If now it's on me, I gotta fix it. Now I got we arguing now or we whatever whatever. That's what it is. Yeah. But now that I know I have somebody, I can just pause and it's like, oh, you still on bullshit? Okay. Oh yeah. So now yeah. it's just you on bullshit now by you. yourself. Damn. Yeah. Ain't this wild? Ain't mm-hmm. this crazy? 
But it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that it's so many benefits because you just, the unbiased opinion is truly so valuable. And, um, and I think more than anything, that training that you don't even, uh, that you don't even understand or aware of. Because mm-hmm. it was things that he would like point out to me. Yeah. Like, why'd you say that? Oh, why do you use that word? Why do you use those words? Or you always say this. Yes. You always mm-hmm. say this and that. Or better yet, so many things about you are this way. But for when it comes to this thing, you don't seem this way. Right. Why is why is that? And I think. And then it makes you think, like, why is that? I damn, know. I don't know. I don't know why it's like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And you need that. Yeah. You need that because it, it truly starts to uh, put the things together for you mm-hmm. about who you are. And um, I encourage it yes. to you yes. and anyone else who's listening. <laughs> Most definitely. I encourage it as well. Hell I need yeah. to go. Hell I yeah. And, and I, would, I, 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 I believe it will be exactly what you need it to be. Yes. With whomever you decide to continue that uh, um, connection or relationship with. Mm-hmm. Because that is a thing. People do not always find you know exactly what they need on the first round bout. Yeah. But I truly encourage no one to be discouraged by that. You yes. know, it's different strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna have uh, talking to my friends who are in therapy. They, you know, they got therapists who give them homework every time mm-hmm. they leave their sessions. And some people need that, and some people don't. I think it just kind of depends. And yeah. different therapists work differently yeah. as well. And you'll learn, you know, different approaches work better. I've had certain patients call who want a certain person. Or they're like, hey, I want to be scheduled with so-and-so. Like, I want to make sure that I have him. Every yeah. time I come, I want to make sure he's leading group because it works better for them the way that they, you know, yeah. interact works better. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely nothing to be discouraged about. I think I need to just get over my little, you know. Yeah, and we all got it. finding somebody. And we all got it. Yes. We, I think we all got it. For me, it was something I thought about. And um, let it go. Yeah. And then finally just made time to come back to it. And it, it's crazy because it's like I, I damn near can't even describe exactly what motivated me in that particular day to send that email. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like it is that whimsical thing. But I feel like the beautiful thing about it is as much as you talk about within however long your sessions are, and continuously to keep going, you you unravel so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. That time really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you can speak to something that happened to you two weeks ago or speak to something that happened to you ten years ago and, and, and shed light on to that and revisit that and put yourself back in that space. Right. And depending on the level of um, competency of your therapist, they can really guide you through that. Mm-hmm. They can really help you through that. They can it's really unpack you. It's asking those those necessary questions. Yeah. Of certain things and and really paying attention and observing a person. Like your friends are not gonna say, so why do you feel that way or why mm. do you say that? Why do you use those words? Your friends yeah. aren't always gonna say that. Yeah. So you need somebody like that who is a professional who can really point things out and make you learn, you know, mm-hmm. shit about yourself to where it's like, okay, now that I know this, yeah. why do I do that? And what can I do to help or, you know, to come out of that? So, yeah. But I'm inspired. I hope y'all inspired because I'm about to go. I think I'll probably, you know, yeah. dabble in. Why not? Why not? End the year off right. But no. Right. So, so, last thing I will do, mm-hmm. and I believe I'll put this in the outline, um, 
it's my send it on portion. Yes. My send it on portion is my call of action portion of the show. This is where I uh, have some soulful ass, you know what I'm saying, melodic D'Angelo playing in the background. You feel me? <laughs> that's my that's, that's my guy. That's, that's my dude. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. And so, essentially, uh, what my send it on to you would be is um, what is a wellness practice? It could be one that you do. It could be one that you want to do. It could be whatever that you feel like can be an everyday practice for anyone to start. Lily, tomorrow if they wanted to. Okay, so... I'm going to get one too. Go ahead. You go first. Okay, I have two. Go ahead. I have two. So my first wellness practice, I'm going to say this is just, you know, one of those things that you have to incorporate in your lifestyle as a whole. Mm-hmm. And make it a, if it's not a character trait, you need to make it a character trait. Okay. Set boundaries for yourself Mm. in all aspects. Mm. Learning to set boundaries has probably been one of the best wellness practices that I have learned. Yes. Within the past maybe year, year, two years. I feel that. Um, That, you know, setting boundaries with work. Mm-hmm. Setting boundaries with your relationship, mm-hmm. with your friends, with your family. Um, setting those boundaries is just necessary to keep you grounded in who you are. And, you know, it, it really helps with, with staying aware. And then my second wellness practice, you know, is probably going to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more physical. And I'm going to say, make a self-care routine, y'all. Mm. If you don't do anything else, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the same routine. My routine fluctuates some days. It means I need to take a lavender bath. Some days it means I just need to lay down, meditate, create a routine for yourself that works, you know, with what you need at that moment. Mm -hmm. Which a self-care routine could be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little down. I need to go, you know, get that wax that we talked about or, you know, get your nails done, get your hair done. That could be a routine, but also... You know, just taking time to sit down, reflect on yourself, and and just create me moments. Me moments. Me moments. Me moments. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can't do me. You can have you a me moment every you day, You can have right? you a me moment every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. But to speak, before I give you mine, to speak to what you said about uh, boundaries, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I found, I don't even know where I found it, but I literally put it down and... Um, I'm really thinking about doing something with all of this that I feel like I've been doing. Mm -hmm. But when you approach your boundaries, because I think um, for a lot of men, especially, you realize how much you've been, you can realize how much you've been operating your life without boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, that was exactly what I recognized in myself. And what the, I say men specifically, because especially in heterosexual relationships, you realize how much you are in the uh, quote unquote driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Of the tone of the relationship, so if you come through not having boundaries. Imagine what will be married to you. Exactly. But the thing about that is, that doesn't mean there isn't something that is uh, being overstepped. So it's like, all right, I gotta not have boundaries because he don't got boundaries. So <laughs> right. Right. You may have them. You may mm-hmm. be somewhat aware of them. That other person on the other side, but not speaking to them or not whatever. Is going to or, or, or being just quote unquote, you know, reflective to whomever you're with, then it's like I right, I guess. Right. I suggest you all keep this shit in your um in your notes. Literally keep it in your notes. 
and I've separated mine into uh, categories. Okay. My boundaries into categories, and it's okay. personal space, sexuality, emotions and thoughts, stuff or possessions, time and energy, culture, religion, and ethics. So it's a cool, quick way for you to like yeah. put that in your notes and just jot the things down that relate. Right. And um, it may not even be that full. It may not even be that deep. And also, too, it'd be an easy, quick way for you to discuss that with whomever you may be with or getting close and intimate yes. with so that they understand that about you. And also, you now give them the format for them to share the same if they don't even, if they didn't even approach themselves, their own boundaries in that way. Um, That's great. Okay, so you need yeah, this need to go somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna do something with this. Yeah, I'm gonna I gotta do something go with somewhere. This. Yeah, it's it's a, definitely a piece of a bigger thing for yeah. sure. But uh, what I would suggest for everybody, which still connects to the second thing that you said about your uh, those me moments and having a self care routine, is um, I think one great practice in establishing what awareness can be for you mm-hmm. is journaling. Yes, journaling is really big. And I get it. People don't like to write. People don't whatever, whatever. But if you put journaling either in your what you do before you go to bed or when you do what you when you first wake up and say whatever you want to say, you can be as very free as you want to be. Um, but there also are journals out there that guide you on a day to day basis. Yes. Um, for your ritual, for your morning ritual, for your nightly ritual, uh, there are some that are very specific to you know various identities. You can look those things up. Um, I am a huge, 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 huge advocate for journaling. Yeah. I have so many books that I write in. Yeah. And they're all for different things. Yeah. I have a guided journal, mm-hmm. and it's like my grateful, I call it my grateful journal, because mm-hmm. it's in the morning, I'm reflecting on how I'm going to add moments of gratefulness throughout my day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what am I grateful for that happened that day? Yeah. As well as any other time. Yep. And then I also have a journal, which it's on my it's on my laptop, but it's, you know, something that I'm typing and that's just mm-hmm. me talking my shit. Like, yeah. what happened today? How I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. And then the way that I do it is, because I like to go back and see my progress. I, how I came up with this, I don't know. But at the top of every journal entry, I put some type of drink that's my mood. Damn. So, like, my mood one day may be tea or my mood one day may be the whole bottle of wine or my mood may be inedible you just never know you know what i'm saying that's how i'm feeling so i can go back and be like damn this was a day i wish i could have i wish i could have one of these (laughs) this is what i this is what i wish i had yes let me just go back and look because i like to look at my progress and look and see like the the day yeah you know what i'm saying And and that's and that's exactly what that does for um you're able to literally collect the data on yourself yes and become aware of when you even the act of doing so shows you where there's some um idiosyncrasy that you don't even realize about yourself Mm -hmm. so if you've been doing this for however many straight days then all of a sudden you stop this day what what was it about that day Mm -hmm. you've you've been doing it from december 1st to december you know 28th the 29th comes and you miss that day and now you're writing again, and it's the first of, of what the happened? year. What was it? What happened in those four mm-hmm. days? Were you busy? Were you were you not inspired to? What what about it? And it could be anything. And I think that that's something that we have to uh, accept. Yes. Everything's not fucking extremes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Black and white is not just the only color you can you know stand in and be in. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to write about how you just don't even know. Yes. Because you need to you need to jot that down too. Mm-hmm. And I, I really encourage everybody to do that 
uh, I encourage everybody to go and just get a, a, a journal um, and write in it as much as you want. And if you don't write in as much as you want to understand why you didn't. Right. And so, to me, I feel like all that helps. To me. And um, I agree. regardless of the type of writer that you are, regardless of what you want to say, regardless you say a lot or say a little bit, um, being able to reflect on that. And um, I think probably what I'm going to do probably in the next few days is, you know, go back and read so much. Go back and really reflect on uh, what I said about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Good feeling. I just did it recently. Yeah. Read back to my, and I was like, just reading shit just from June. That's not even that, far, you know, to yeah. me, that's not even that far back. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, damn, okay. This mm-hmm. is, I was I was talking some good stuff here. Yeah. And now it's coming into play now, talking about, okay, I know this opportunity is about to come and look, you know? Mm-hmm. So seeing things like that come into fruition really, really helps. And it yeah. just makes you feel good. It makes you realize, like, I had a really bad day this day. But I'm really good today. Yeah. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, those yeah. moments of of looking back, it's pretty rewarding. I agree. I agree. I agree. And it only adds to what you want to build onto yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, you've done good. You did Thank good. Thank you. you gave I me enjoyed so much. myself. You gave, you gave me so much. You gave me so much. So, what I would love for you to do is to tell the people okay. how to support you, how to follow you, how to do whatever they need to do to, um... To best support you, essentially. Okay. So, y'all need to go to, of course, I know you all have an Instagram, Mm -hmm. a Twitter, all that. My name is the same on everything. Kesey Ade, Kiss, I-A-D-E-E. Follow me, engage. I just want to talk. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to the channel. Have good things coming. I just started a Wellness Wednesday series. In Atlanta, so if you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, pop up on me. Mm-hmm. All that'll be on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be doing a lot of different activities, um, different conversations, real candid conversations, you hey. know. So, yeah, I love it. I love it, and you can see all of this in the description of this particular episode. Uh, thank you again. Thank you. Um, if you don't know, now you know. You can follow the Simply King podcast. Uh, everywhere podcasts are available. You can stream us everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can follow the podcast on IG at the Simply King Pod. You can yes. follow me at Kings underscore Memoirs on everything. Um, I love I love out the people who have found me due to the show that y'all can spell memoirs because a lot of people can. <laughs> um, but as I always say, this is uh, family size content, and you get mad as hell at yourself when you sit there and eat that whole bag. A family size chips by your damn self. So you need to share this damn chip. You feel me? You need to share this in this bag. So make sure that you are liking, uh, subscribing, leaving a review, but more than likely sharing with somebody else. Yes. Um, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I hope that we all get the help that we need, no matter who you are and where you are. Uh, And um, it doesn't matter when you do. Just do it. That's what I'm suggesting more than anything. Um, So it's, it's, it's no pressure. You feel me? But yes, uh, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry. This has been Kesey Adi. Yes. And this is Simply King. Peace.
the one and only. You want nothing, babe? You ain't gon' have me at it going crazy. 'Cause you know we've been good on this side. Let's just put it all together and get it right. But you know that's not all I want. Them late nights with you ain't enough. How does everything change when I say? 